Well, hello, Monica Bodette. How are you? Hello, Gary. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. So we're back at it again with another episode of our world-famous podcast, soon to be. Yes, we are. And I just want to do a quick review of what we uh, went over last time. So we talked about our You Soils book that's coming out. Um, it's going to be me writing. It's going to be you writing. We're also going to have a friend of mine, Dustin Starling, going to be contributing to the book as well, which is exciting Sorry. because we played baseball together in fourth grade. Did you know that? I did. You told me. Oh, oh. Coyotes, baby, Bill Passy. But uh, it was great to reconnect with him and all the cool things that he's doing. And so really excited about the book. Um, a major component of the book is something we call a charter, and it is for self-growth, a way to optimize. And it's 10 steps that um, with a coach, you could execute yourself and just improve on things that you want to improve on. So what we talked about first is for, it actually spells out use soils, the steps, but the, the first thing you do with this charter, which we'll have in the description a link so you could download it, use it yourself, check it out, um, understand external. And we've had great talks about this. We had Dustin had great talks about this. But when we say understand external from a personal view, it is what do you look like in the future? So it's outside of you. Right. So it's about setting kind of a, a vision. So in business, it'd be, yeah, like a vision statement. Like, where do you want to be? Like, there must be something um, that you see yourself doing in a few years, becoming. So uh, we give categories to choose from. The example we gave last time was someone who wanted to improve their career. All right. So externally, we asked, where did you see yourself in a few years? What what things would you like to improve? If you could improve anything in a few years, what would it be? And, and they said that it was their career. So with that, we looked at step two, which is under understand internal. So there we asked what your purpose is, what will motivate you when things are tough, what's going to keep you going um, during this road of accomplishing an improved career. So we had that. And then from there, um, what we want to ask is, and find out really, is personal core values. So what are things that give you energy? What are things that describe you that give you energy? Is it kindness, honesty, movement, teamwork, integrity, freedom, right? So those things that describe you, right? Knowing what those are is very important because we want to take those things and apply it to what you're your external life objective is? What is your vision? Because you'll be more successful when you're doing things that really represent the things that give you energy. Okay, um, so that is from understanding external, right? What does the future you look like? Then looking internally, well, who are you? Who are you right now? Right, and then the third one we look at, what are the difference between those two, right? Where are you currently at versus where you wanna be? And are there any roadblocks that we could think about right now that possibly we could eliminate or, and it's really kind of like, let's look at excuses, right? But there's, there's usually reasons why you're not where you want to be. And sometimes just, you know, time or, um, I've never thought of it before. And those things are fine too. So we're just really trying to assess, um, the gaps because that will help us create a road plan because to optimize, we set a future goal and then look at where we currently are and then we're gonna come up with right, steps on how to, how to achieve that. 
So it doesn't matter if you're having a problem or if you're just, hey, everything's good. I just want to get a little bit better, right? This will work for both. All right, so after understanding the gap, gap which is number three, go to four, where share your goal. So you want to set a goal, a very specific goal, and we say share it with someone, right? Monica, why, why do we say share it with someone? You want to give a story of <laughs> that just happened this weekend? Uh, yes. So the main thing about sharing the goal is really for accountability. Sometimes even saying it out loud. I've done this for myself and I say it out loud, like hearing myself say it, not just think it. And it gives me accountability for myself. But we all know that we can probably get away with excuses the most to ourselves. So when we share it with others, then we're accountable outside of ourselves. Someone else knows about what I want to do. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to look like I don't follow through, like I don't do what I say, you know, et cetera. So I do have an example. Someone did tell me that they have um, an idea to stop consuming alcohol, um, but they don't hadn't really told anyone else yet uh, because they are fearful that if they don't stick with it 100%, then that person will know. They might look dumb to that other person or like they don't follow through on what they say they're going to do. So it's almost like the person said, didn't want to tell anyone else that they want to quit drinking. So they didn't want to share their goal with anyone, right? Because they knew the power of sharing their goal would probably make them stop drinking. Account. Well, it makes you accountable. And, and that is, that's a big deal. One mm-hmm. I've been through that myself personally And I personally didn't share it with anyone for about two months before I said it out loud to someone else. Um, And so it it is kind of daunting. So I definitely can sympathize with that person on where they're coming from. And, um, but, but, but it really is like a, like, it's almost like a light switch, right? Uh Of like sharing, because then it's like, you're in the dark about something and you're switching it on. Boom. It's in the light. I'm accountable to someone right. for what I just said I want to do. So I think what I'm saying is both of you probably realize the power of sharing your goal, like how, how powerful that is, how impactful that is. That's why you're like, hmm, maybe I'm not going to share it yet because once I do, right. Yeah. The light right. switches on. Right. So yeah, that just shows how important and why it's one of our 10 steps is to, yeah, share your goal. And when you're ready, of course, but like Monica said, you start out sharing with yourself, setting that goal. You have to set it before you share it. Um, then after you share your goal, right now, eliminate waste. What we talk about with eliminating waste is things that looking at, first of all, things that are in your control versus outside of your control. So the things that you can't control, let's not worry about those. Can't control them. That's not waste. That's not things we're going to really pay attention to. Why we're eliminating waste is we're going to look at the things that you can control and how do we optimize those things or reduce some of them or totally eliminate some of those things, right? So if it is um, the example of, say, we're doing mental well-being that we want to improve or weight loss, 
right? What are some things in my control that I could stop doing? I could stop being on social media so much. I could stop, you know, negative thoughts, even like we talked about public speaking before, right? I could stop those things. So it's looking at things that are within your control that you should eliminate because they're not adding value to you accomplishing your goal. Right now we'll get to the newer things. So after eliminating waste, um, we're going to talk about standardize, right? That's about getting a routine now, analyzing how, how you spend your time and creating a schedule. So seven is organize your time. Six is standardize. So together, th those go really close together. So you're almost doing them at the same time as you're organizing, you're standardizing as you're standardizing, you're organizing. All right, so standardize, create an action list for the steps you need to take to achieve your goal. So when I think of number six standardized, I think of what are the actions that I could take that will help me achieve the goal, right? And these are going to be all value added steps, right? Now, once I have the steps, well, when am I going to do them? Not just a deadline, which is good. You start with a deadline or a due date, but all right, now number seven, organize your time is... Break out a weekly calendar, monthly calendar, and write specific days and times when you're going to do those value-added steps that we just standardized in step six. All right, so six is standardized. Seven is organize your time. Um, eight now is, all right, do those things. Act on it. Make the improvement. Try it out. So know where you started. Then track your progress. So it's do those things. We right one through seven is all about planning. Now number eight is about doing. Number nine is about checking on that, which is learn and reflect. And ten is how do we continuously improve or sustain what we've done so far so that we can improve it. So I'll go back real quick. So eight is improve, right? So it's do those things. And the important key point here with number eight is to keep track of what you're doing, the actual results. So going back to the SMART goal, right? It's a measurable thing that we need to measure. Are we on our way to achieving our life objective? And then eight is about recording it because even if you're heading in the wrong direction, like if it's weight loss and now you're gaining weight, right? You still wanna record your current weight because well, what if you're gaining more muscle? So it's good to just record the, the data because on step nine, you're going to reflect on it. So nine is learn or you actually reflect on the data. You want to ask what worked, what didn't work, and what you could do different. And then 10, sustain is, I really think about is making a decision. Like, all right, I went through this first cycle. I tried this out for three months. Now with number 10, do I want to keep doing the same thing? Right? Or do I want to, or even make, keep doing the same thing, but take it to another level? Like for me, mine was weight loss and playing tennis was one of my action tasks and I enjoy it. So when I get down to reflecting, I'm like, hey, did I really enjoy tennis? Yeah, it's fun. I want to keep doing it. So number 10 is that decision. All right, do I want to keep doing it at the same level now or do I want to start entering competitions or challenge myself more? Do I want to do a tournament? Maybe not. So, if, so maybe I'm like, well, I'm not losing the weight that I wanted because of tennis. So you know what? I need to pick something else then. So tennis, it wasn't, it was fun, but it's not getting me to my goal. So maybe I need to pick something else. Or I could say, no, I enjoy tennis so much. Um, that's great. But I'm also going to do something else to really enhance the weight loss if that was, if that was my goal. So in a nutshell, those are those are the 10 steps of a charter, which you will have access to in the description. 
and you'll have a blank one that you could fill out on your own, but we do recommend getting with myself or Monica to have a coach and we could coach you along how to fill out the charter, but um, try it out once by yourself and see what you come up with. And we'll be your accountability partner. Oh yeah. That's a nice, <laughs> nice title. Okay. So now Monica, you want to talk about something else that is a big part of our book and it's kind of in the introduction, but it's really to get, get people started on the self growth journey. Yeah, definitely. So with this, with the Use Soils Charter, which is an action tool, designed to be an action tool, we also have 20 principles, which are designed to be a mindset tool. So I'm going to go over the 20 principles that we have. And it really is the way we have it designed is for someone to go over the principles themselves before they fill out the charter, because we want to get them in the right mindset with their perspectives and the attitude. So we want to make sure that's tweaked and it's, it's really working at its highest capacity uh, possible at the time that you're filling out the charter. Um, that way you have the, the positivity, the, the correct perspective going in to filling that out. So let me go ahead and get started. I'll just, I'm just going to read them off and then we're going to actually focus in on one after. So the 20 principles, number one, whether you think you can or can't, either way, you are right. Number two, discomfort leads to growth. Number three, optimize yourself before you optimize others. Number four, responsibility is accepting that you are the cause and the solution of the matter. Number five, finding problems is easy. Finding solutions is difficult. Number six, Keep asking why. Solve the root cause of problems. Number seven, if you want things to change, then be the change. Act. Number eight, if it's important, make it visible. Number nine, measure what matters and celebrate success. Number 10, focus on what you can control, not what you can't. Number 11, eliminate waste so that only value remains. Number 12, Arrange your environment so that it's safe and efficient. Number 13, put energy into relationships that matter. Number 14, small steps in the right direction lead to big improvements. 15, without standards, there can be no improvement. 16, failing to plan is a plan for failure. 17, start one, finish one, one piece flow. Don't multitask. Number 18, you can learn from anyone. Humility. 19, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And finally, number 20, learn how to see. Realize that everything connects to everything else. Leonardo da Vinci. Very cool. Those are the 12 growth principles. And 20. Is that what I said? Oh. Those are the 20 growth principles. <laughs> and why I like them is because I think they do apply to businesses, leading a team, or as an individual. So absolutely, I think they all. Is there any that stuck out that, that resonate most with you? There are some. Well, I recognize one of the things that stuck out to me the most was 
there's definitely some that are that we spoke about already going through the charter. Mm -hmm. So they really work together and intertwine well. Mm -hmm. um, as far as sticking out, um, just coming from being a dispatcher, um, number 17, start one, finish one, one piece flow, don't multitask. That's a tough one for a dispatcher because I used to do 27 things at one time when mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's always an interesting one. And again, I, I did all the research and data that you'll see in the book where I have sources on, on what it is. But so really as a dispatcher, what you're doing, you were switching tasks extremely quick. Right. So you weren't really multitasking. You're doing one thing and then you're switching over to the next thing extremely fast. Right. I guess that's more accurate to say. Yeah. And sometimes. Right. And all these things, they're they're general principles. So everything could be specified and, and more direct. Um, like you could walk and chew gum at the same time. Right. So there's certain things we can multitask. But where people get in trouble is when they get overwhelmed because they start a whole bunch of things. Yeah. But they never finish anything. So with my book example, you know, I wrote the children's book, Hank Grime, the kid who can rhyme. I started it and I finished it. But to that, I was writing the U Soils book in between. So I started the U Soils book, which was a lot more work. Um, you know, that is a year's worth of work compared to something that was a few months. So, right, sometimes you hit roadblocks. So what I say, you know, we're human. We can't just do the same thing all day long. So whenever we hit a roadblock, and something where we just feel stuck or we need to do something different, something creative, like take a walk, take a breather, draw a picture, write a children's book, right? And then start that, finish that. Then you could pivot back to your, your longer goal, the one that's going to take more time. <laughs> I like how you just throw that in there. You equated, take a walk outside, write a children's book. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> you like how I slipped that in there? Yeah. Yeah. Nice try. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. So you said there was one in particular that you wanted to spend some time on. Which one was that out of the 20? So, yeah, we did talk about um, diving in and unpacking, if you will. I Number will. five, finding problems is easy. Finding solutions is difficult. And if we have time, another one that I have said in the past, I would shout from the rooftops if I could is really number four responsibility is accepting that you are the cause and the solution of the matter. Oh, well, let's start with that. That one stings a little bit. Okay. Well, let's start with that. Tell me why it stings and why you want to shout it from the rooftops. Because it's easier to blame other people for the problems that I have. And it doesn't make me feel good when I have to accept responsibility and own it. So it's easier. Because it's easier is really the simple answer. Yeah. However, we know, we have discovered, I've, I know I have definitely discovered in my personal um, pursuits of overcoming some challenges is that it's definitely empowering to accept the responsibility for the decisions you made. And really it comes down to the smallest things, I, I guess I can use this. Maybe I shouldn't use that example, but yeah, <laughs> use it, use it. Now you have to use it. <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking like, so I, I spoke about being a police dispatcher. So I would get plenty of calls about, unfortunately, this is something that I went through when I was younger and it would always just break my heart a little bit when I took calls about parents 
fighting over their child custody arrangements or the visitation plan or whatever it was. So, you know, they'd call up and, you know, whether it was the man or the woman, they'd be bashing on each other. Well, he's this and he's that. He's irresponsible. She's crazy. She's, you know, they're this and that. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, but at one time you found that crazy or irresponsible or whatever it is attractive because you were with that person at one time or another. So you have to own that. It doesn't mean you have to like it or even like them now, but if you own that and accept that responsibility, then maybe, hopefully, you won't make the same choice, the same type of choice going forward. So really, that's where I think it lies, is like accepting responsibility so that you can learn from it and then hoping that you don't make that same choice going forward. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah totally with you. And that does go a lot with the finding problems is easy. Finding solutions is difficult because like you said, what, what that is, is you're looking at right. Other people, it's easy to look externally and point out things. So in the book, the story that I give is I remember when our daughter was six months old and I had like a clown nose. I don't know how I got the little thing and I put it on my nose and, and right away at six months old, she could tell like it wasn't right. So she would grab the clown nose and take it off my face. Right. So she, she could identify a problem at six months old where most kids can like they, you know, what they know, uh, what good doesn't look like, or they could pick things. Those are fun games where like, what doesn't belong right in this, like there's five pairs of shoes and there's a baseball bat and they point to the baseball bat. So I think that is extremely easy to do. And then we take that into a work environment and just, I'm talking about a work environment, but it is the the personalities of a work environment. And you may know someone who also talks about, you know, someone comes up with the idea and they, I call them a sharpshooter, right? They shoot down everyone else's idea, (laughs) but you ask them to come up with an idea and they're usually quiet, right? So it's, it's digging into that. Like why, why is someone like that? Are they insecure? Did that did something happen to them where their ideas got shut down? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. But what I do notice on an individual level, it is easy to find things wrong, especially <laughs> things outside of yourself. Like, oh, that mm-hmm. person's doing that. that right. So it's kind of like, why are you gossiping about those things? Right. We, uh, you know, everyone has has their own issues and their own things. So it kind of is about trying to understand first before passing judgment as well. And if we really don't have a solution in mind, then yeah, then we're just, we're talking and it's not adding any value. So it's about being positive. And if you really want change, if you really want to, to go out and see a difference, it's to, yeah, use a chart or do something, an action plan, like go do those things. Right. Be, be the difference that you think needs to, to happen. Like go out and, and do something instead of being a, a voice on social media, telling everyone else all the things that they're doing wrong. To me, there's that's skipping the understanding part. And what is number one of you soils? It's understanding external, right? And then understanding internal. So it's about understanding why, why are they saying those things and just being more empathetic, even like what maybe this is why they are a certain way. So that's why I feel it needs to belong in the 20 principles is to be solution oriented. And if not, and if you can't think of a, a solution that to me, you're just complaining about something, you're adding no value by pointing out problems. 
right? A six month old could do that. So you're not adding much value. We'd already learned that skill at six months old that, yep, there's problems. Well, really the six month old solved the problem because she removed the red nose. So she removed the problem. So that's right. So going back to what you just said about if you're just complaining and not coming up with solutions, you're really just complaining for the sake of complaining. And that ties into the uh, concept or not the concept, but what we spoke about of what things that we cannot control. We're not worrying about not worrying about things that we cannot control or things that, that are outside of our control. Complaining most of the time is just complaining about things that we don't have control over. And so we're spinning our wheels. We're taking our energy, using our energy and really just having our mindset go down this path of complaining. And that's draining. I, I know I've definitely been there. I mean, hello, me in traffic, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's draining. So it's really, so like, but it also takes very intentional, um, mindset shift to come in, in the midst of complaining to turn it around and to kind of just stop it. Just like what you said about worrying about um, speaking in front of people in our last episode. Just stop it. Just, why am I complaining right now? Why am I kind of being just an ugly person on the inside? Even though it's something that I don't have to like, that doesn't mean you have to like it. But maybe just stop like putting your energy into those thoughts. And it is what it is, right? So Yeah, we only have so many minutes in a day. And if you look at... How many of those minutes do we want to spend adding value, being right. positive versus not adding value and not being positive? And, and it doesn't really mean being Susie Sunshine all day, you know, everything sunshine and rainbows. That's not it. It's really just about understanding the difference and having, what did we talk about yesterday? Emotional intelligence, intelligence to come in and, okay you know, that situation, you know, being in traffic, mm-hmm. this situation sucks. It is what it is, but there's really nothing I can do about it. So why don't I turn on a podcast, turn mm-hmm. on an audiobook, turn on some music, turn on something that's going to help me to just like switch this energy around. Yeah. Instead of, Hey, what if I honk? Like, is, what is that really going to help? <laughs> is that going to get you somewhere faster? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then one thing, one more principle just to kind of tie it together is the one that says the root cause of problems, right? Keep asking why to solve the root cause of problems. So that's right. We're talking about identifying problems and solving problems. So that is kind of the how to solve them, right? So instead of a complaint, make it a problem, something that's within your control. And then, you know, it's about critical thinking, thinking why, well, why is that happening? Right. So why am I mad that there's traffic or am I mad that there's traffic or am I mad because I left late? Right. I could control that. That's within my control when I leave. So maybe I need to do a better job of planning next time. Right. So you're kind of thinking of why am I asking why and why? Well, why am I upset? Right. And that goes back to personal responsibility. Right. Right. So yeah, we arrive late to work or an appointment and we're like, oh, I'm late because there was traffic and, you know, blaming something external, which probably did have something to do with it. 
but not taking account for what could I have done different to achieve a different outcome or what can I do next time to achieve a different outcome? Yeah. And it's really like, you didn't think there'd be traffic. You didn't plan for that. So not having a plan is planning to fail. Another principle. So hopefully with this episode, we're able to show you how the principles really tie into the charter. And yeah, you could see some of the same verbiage on both, but it's really about having that mindset and kind of having principles that you could refer to when things get tough. Um, and then also having that charter where it's 10 steps of actions to take. So is there anything else, Monica, we want to cover on this episode? I think that's it for today. All right. We'll keep it short and sweet. So thank you for everyone's time. And yeah, expect another podcast soon. Have a good day.